0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ha, 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 ha. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Kev Jones. Welcome to... Tell em, everybody. Welcome to... Tell em, everybody. Welcome to... I just be throwing sounds up in here. Welcome to the Daily Toilet. I'm your host, Kev Jones. I appreciate everybody to tune in. If you saw the title today, let's get to it. I said something real crazy because today is Thirsty Thursday, so I had to throw up a thirst trap on y'all. Today's topic is the black church is the devil. And if you're a pastor and you tuned into this, it's a thirst trap. I'm here for entertainment. But this is also a call to action for a pastor that may be watching this. See, I'm an entertainer. I'm not here to educate you. I am not a scholar. If you listen to episode one, you would know that already. You know what I'm doing, though, is for people to get into and listen to, move to, motivate to. Listen to this when they need some entertainment. Maybe entertainment for this is in imp- this or that, should I say? Maybe entertainment for these people, maybe inspiration to some other people. I don't know how you look at it, but I'm going to talk to it, talk about it. So before I get into it, I don't want you to be worried that I'm going to say something crazy, right? When I say that the black church is the devil, that is a blanket statement because it's a thirst trap. But there is some validity behind it. Let's just get into it. There is some true validity behind it. For all of y'all don't know, what made me think of this topic today was it didn't come off the top of my head like that. In fact, I was on my lunch sitting upstairs with Allison, with my wife, if y'all don't know. And we were watching she was watching the documentary talking about the black church and they talked about there being over eighty five thousand black churches in america and i'm like what so i started doing my own research because that kills me because most of those churches are in impoverished neighborhoods so i really started doing my own education or my own research because you know how i feel about doing your own research i don't take other people's words and use them as my own. I do my own research. That's right. My own research. Y'all should do your own research. You know, I call people stupid all the time. And stupid to me just means you didn't do your own research. When you take up the people's words for it, you're stupid. So that's what it is. So, But you know that's a daily toilet type of thing, right? So anyway, I jumped into this. And I really wanted to say, what is the black church? Well, what is church? So when you start doing your research, Church, and you can look this up for yourself, but church was always that kind of thing that had like three pieces. It was like a puzzle with three pieces, right? Those pieces were discipleship. Ministry. And a mission. Look it up. That's what they say the church churches, right? Discipleship, ministry and a mission. That's what all three churches, that's what all churches have, those three things. And I'm saying to myself, all right, discipleship, that means you're following something, right? You're following the actions of God or Jesus. You know, what would Jesus do kind of thing, right? You're following. That's discipleship, right? Because we want people to do that. Then ministry, we want people to spread the word, right? I get that. Spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. But what word you spreading? That's where we get a little tricky in the black community. But anyway, we're going to roll with that and keep that what it is. The next thing is the mission. Now, mission is tricky, right? Because depending on your denomination, depending on your purpose of your church, there's a different mission. So I started to think to myself, man, I've been to some black churches, I've been to some white churches. I've been to some multiracial churches, which don't really exist. If you got white pastors and white leadership, it's a white church. I don't care who attends. If you got black pastors and black leadership, it's a black church. And then there's churches for all of the different I wish I could speak today different ethnicities and races, and we, that's a whole nother topic if you know what the difference between the two is. So I started thinking to myself, why is the black church like it is? Why do I call the black church the devil? Because in my mind, when you start reading up on churches in general, because there's a lot of churches. We all know 12 o'clock hour on Sunday is the most segregated hour of the week, right? But there's three things that churches all have in common. Break this down. Write this down if you're writing it down. This is entertainment, but you might be learning something. Jip, jip. Get on board, right? So the first thing is fellowship. Enroll with me because I'm going to dive deep into all three of these. I'm going to break them down. Y'all kind of agree with that, right? Every church has some level of fellowship, right? The second thing all churches do, participate in, are a part of, is finance. And we're going to dive deep into finance, right in the differences that we see. But the third is freedom. Freedom! Before you think of freedom, Look up what the definition of freedom is. Free of, right? Of what? So I started to think about all of these things and think about all of the experiences I've had in the black church, in the Uh, white church in the large mega churches and in the small churches and what i've experienced and some of the issues that i've had in the black church see i'm only speaking from my experience this is my opinion my thought if if my thought if you agree you agree if you don't you don't that's what it is right because this is kev jones podcast this is daily toilet which is kev jones podcast so if you disagree you disagree but let's just get into each part and why i am calling the black church the devil one let's talk about fellowship i am here to say man no matter where i've moved and i've lived in a few places right a few different states a few different times of my own demographics my different financial status my different uh corporate life my different marital status my different pocket money status my different just mindset and i will be honest when you go to church it's a great place to fellowship especially when you come to a new town shout out to people in pennsylvania shout out to people in arkansas you know i mean wherever i've gone going to a church was an easy way to fellowship But that's where the difference happens. When you enter into a white church, fellowship becomes something bigger. It becomes networking. Y'all know what networking means? Networking means, if you don't know, connecting with people. See, fellowship, from a biblical perspective, always said where people worshipped together. But for whatever reason, in white churches, fellowship means where people friendly come together and associate because they have the same interest. Let me say that again. We associate in a friendly manner because we have the same interest. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Same interests allow us to network because if you looked up the definition of network, see, you network with people that have the same interests. Those interests can be anything. Love, right, relationships, and not just when I say relationships, I'm not talking about him and her, her and her, her, him and him. I'm talking about work relationships, business relationships. I'm talking about all those type of relationships. But another thing that comes with fellowship is growth, right? People growing in a purpose because if we are fellowshipping or associating on the same interest the expectation is that we grow in that interest right and I'm saying to myself man when I go to a black church I meet some folks but as it pertains to networking that really doesn't happen like that it's like yo we cool we hang out we go to lunch after church we rap and do things but we not growing each other we're not growing each other. And if we are, we're growing each other in the word. You know, we in some small groups. We're doing those type of things. But are you really growing? Because if you at any point in your life, unfortunately, at a black church, you're probably leading a small group. And you're probably trying to help other people grow. But are you really being positioned in a place where you are growing because you are networking, you are building? I'm feeling like black churches forget about that. Why? People say, oh, we got small groups. We try to bring people together, this and that and that. But do you really? Think for a second what it means to bring people together. First, you have to know your people or have people in place that their job is to know people. So you can find a way that these people can network and then grow. But see, all of that doesn't mean anything if you don't look at the second phase of all churches. And that's finance. See, because when you look at fellowship, and I don't, hopefully the mic didn't get bumped too hard. When you look at fellowship, there's groups like Alpha, and that's found in white churches. So black people, I don't expect most of y'all to know what that is, right? But groups like Alpha that bring people to the church, allow people to network, communicate, and really find their walk, right? Their journey to Jesus, to God. Get them understanding how everything ties together. That's a white program. White programs, I'm here to tell you, and black programs should be two different programs just because how, where we come from is different. So where we go, has to be on a different path. You feel me? So let's keep it going. But then t- in order to get into that fellowship networking stage, you really have to look at finance because all churches address finances, be it the finances of churches, which keep the door open through tithing, through whatever they do in the community, whatever that is, Every church deals with finances. But why is it that at work? I hear whites and other races talk about bringing the bank into your church. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying bring a bank into your church. I'm saying have a bank connection for people at your church. Somebody at the church has the connect at the bank. There's specific savings opportunities. There's additional classes. Even stuff like Dave Ramsey at white churches is typical. Very few classes are offered at black churches on financial peace, which is Dave Ramsey. And let me just say this. I'm 100% against Dave Ramsey for black people because while it works for some black people, it don't work for most black people because the way we manage our money is different. But why isn't there a program in black churches across the board? Remember, there are 85,000 black churches why don't we have these programs in place especially in the inner city where we're able to talk about banking because banking is the route to home ownership car loans or buying a car cash out that takes me to the second thing it's also talking about savings and that type of stuff and when i go into these black churches if it exists it's such on a minimal scale that it gets overlooked why isn't it a big part of a Program when you're in a community that requires that program. That baffles me. Like, what is wrong with pastors not seeing the immediate need for the people sitting in that church? That's crazy. So, you got banking, you leave that alone. You don't educate people on saving money, investing money. But then, a big thing, you don't invest in black business at all when you your own black business and you expect people to invest in you but you don't have any wherewithal to give people an insight of what black business is what it means to support black business bringing black businesses together why is it rare this should be happening every week at a church near you why is it that there isn't job fairs at your local church on a regular basis small business meetings at your church on a regular basis i'm not saying that this doesn't happen what i'm saying to you it happens on such a small scale small 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 scale that it is baffling to me in our black churches and if you've had the opportunity to go to white churches you you'll find that a lot of white churches, a lot, just look at it differently. Look at it differently. Why? Because they not looking at religion the way black people are. Come on, we have to start investing in not only our own businesses, black businesses, but housing. If you got people homeless coming into your church and you are not doing some type of housing intervention, there's a problem. And the first thing you always hear from black ministry, well, we're not getting the financial support that we need to offer these ministries. And I say. Financial support is a creativity issue, not a people issue. See, you have to be creative on finances. That's true for any business, maybe black people leaders in churches just don't have the business savvy that we are expecting from business leaders I don't know what the case is but I'm just putting it out here on blast because this is Thursdays Thursdays and it was something I thought was important but let's get it to all the things right it goes from banking savings uh business startup. Home ownership, transportation, all of the things that really matter in our communicate, you know, communities that we need to be communicating on and we don't do it on a regular basis. It brings me to my third point, because this is that point that. I think we as blacks get when we go to church too much, the conversation of freedom once again for y'all. Look up what freedom means. See, freedom falls in a lot of places, right? Mental health, education, rebuilding your community, your government, knowing your history. Freedom is a piece of all of that. And what we find in black churches is we try to free people of the stressors of life, instead of empowering the anger that will spark them to do better. The fallacy of the black church, and I'm going to tell you through history how it started. The fallacy of the black church is that you can fight fire with water and wind. You know how much more water it takes to put out a small fire like you got a little teeny fire. You need a whole lot more than a little teeny drip of water to put it out. You need a lot more water. And here in the black community, the reason I call it a fallacy is because. Yo, we ain't got that much water. That's a simple thing. So sometimes fighting fire, you have to fight fire with fire but we don't teach that in the black church. People say, Oh, well, I don't believe in violence. Who said fire was violence. See, unfortunately, let me give you a history lesson. Our history tells us that the first attack in a black community was to attack the church because the attackers and the oppressors knew that where people congregate, where people came together as one, where they were able to unite, was the place where the attack would start. They didn't say where the violence would start. See, attacking doesn't mean being on the offense doesn't always equate to violence, right? But if you came to church and said, Hey, everybody. You know what let's stop supporting this store let's all come together and rally on this one topic let's all put our money in here to buy this building so we can do this let us all dot 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 let us all dot 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 see what they knew is that if you took that let us all away nothing would happen see it wasn't about violence see the attack doesn't have to be violence the fire does not have to be violence. But what we learned is that they recognized that to avoid the attack of any kind, you get rid of the church. So what was left were churches that had no desire to attack. Yeah, I'm preaching. I said it. What was left was churches that had no desire to attack. Only churches that were up and preaching about submitting were left see that is crazy to me because that's the problem with black churches right now that's why they the devil because they tell people in the worst situations to, to submit to that bad situation and let God take you through let Jesus take you through no they gonna contradict themselves in another statement and tell you, "Go big." And I'm not picking on anybody. I hate to say that line because I do hold that to one pastor who used who used that for a eight part series, and I liked it, so I say it a lot. But I'm not speaking about that pastor in particular, so uh, I don't like to use it. But pastors will contradict yourself and say you gotta put yourself in the position to do better, but you keep on preaching to me that you gotta wait on it. You got to wait on it. How can I go anywhere while I'm waiting? That's the biggest contradiction pastors do. Wait on it, but go. And I, don't, and like I said, I was going to say go big. Go to God. You can't go nowhere if you're waiting. I say all of that to you. If you're a pastor and you're listening, or well, if you're listening and you agree that If you believe in what a church is, right, discipleship, ministry and a mission. Create your mission, pastors. And A mission is an assignment. They say an assignment that normally requires travel. Travel means that you will go somewhere. Stop telling people to wait on something from God. You can't wait on money to buy a house. You got to go get it. You got to go somewhere. You can't wait on God to tell you what to do with this business. You got to go get it and hope that God speaks to you while you moving. You can't wait for $10,000 to fall in your lap. You got to start saving and hope that when you get that $10,000, that God allows that opportunity to still be there for you. That's what you need to start preaching. But you're not. That's why you got these poor people, these impoverished people, these saddened, mentally unhealthy people sitting in your congregation giving you this money. This documentary talks about uh, 80%. So one out of five people. Right. Or excuse me, four out of five people. Ooh, my math. Terrible. 80% four out of five people are women and elderly in church. Right. The young man's not in there because it's against the young man's nature to wait on anything. He goes and gets it. That's the problem in the black community. We're not showing him how to go and get it. So he goes and gets it. The best way he sees how not he knows how he sees how break that down, write that down. If you writing something down, black men go and get what they see. Because they don't have a pastor showing them the way. We don't have know-how in a lot of our situations because know-how doesn't come from make-believe. It comes from somebody doing and then educating. But our churches aren't doing that. I'm just going to say to you, and I'm not going to hold you any longer. If you go to a church, or if you pastor or minister at a church, that you can't clearly define your mission in your community and you are not touching people one in fellowship and it benefits them in finance and it benefits them and in freedom and it benefits them in no way can your mission be any good for that people. And if that is the case, that church is the devil. Call it what you call it. This is a call to action. Yo, every week you need to be empowering your congregation to be better, to do better. Because that's when God's going to help your people. And I'm not religious in that manner where I'm going to put it all out there like that. I do believe that we do not control our overall destiny, and the plan is far greater than our own. But while that plan is being made, we have control of the actions we take. And our black churches out here are not allowing us to act. They want us to wait, sit back. Chill. What would Jesus do? Jesus would walk this country making sure people are good, not sit around and not do anything what kind of pastor are you but here's where it gets deep what kind of member are you of a church of an organization that hasn't given you a mission that proves to be helping your people and your community let me say that again What kind of person are you to sit in the church that is not helping you, not helping your community, and still allows you to live in the same bull crap you've been living in all of these years? You got to do better. Pastors, churches, people. You know who it is. I'm Kev Jones. You listen in the daily toilet this is thirsty thursdays you know i had to give you something to make you want to listen but it's all real it's all real in the field baby boy it is all real at daily toilet i'll let you boy i appreciate the love until the next time